0: Hello, and welcome to episode 7 of the Hot Topics Unicorn CMO Roundtable podcast. I'm Peter Sianovich.
1: And I'm Eliza Gleave.
0: The marketing function is being appended across every facet of its purpose.
1: Yeah, absolutely. New diverse channels and emerging technologies are forcing entire teams to reevaluate their strategies. And that's before considering social media and its impact on how we directly engage with brands.
0: So... How are some of these top brands meeting marketing's challenges head-on? Our roundtables bring together leaders from around the world to share their views and solutions. In this episode, Sarah Speak, ex-global chief marketing officer at TruPhone, now founder of Speak Up Consulting and contributing editor at Hot Topics HT, hosts our roundtable series with four leading marketers: Abby Jacks, UK marketing director at Rakuten Marketing; Chris Merrick, global marketing director at Shaw.
1: And Bob Barker, advisor and coach for Leading Edge Forum, and Steve Ward, marketing director at Epitomise.
0: First topic for debate, one of marketing's perennial challenges, proving itself.
2: I think one of our challenges is proving that marketing should be seen as an investment and not a cost. How do we prove to our respective boards that absolutely our job is to deliver profitably to the bottom line?
3: I think, uh, so on one side, that is uh, the metrics that we can now provide through marketing because it, you know, there are the, the, there's the technology and things to be able to do that. Um, so I think that, that, that's something that, that we all have to look at the marketing engine and how that works, and that, that produces a lot of results for us. Um, so that's one part of it. I think the other part of it is, is the strategy part of it and being able to input to that and, and be part of that broader strategy function, um, which is important and needs investing in, and and in terms of people's education on strategy, in terms of taking strategy seriously, and not, the answer is always digital marketing and just looking at the, the, yeah, because the the brand strategy is what's really going to make a difference in the marketing and business strategy.
4: Abby? Um, I think once you've got a seat at the table or you've got the ear, I think one of the key things is to challenge, um, and, and almost upwardly or where you're sitting in the structure but but manage stakeholder expectations of what they're asking for Uh, I see too often marketing departments being or your demand gen your lead gen it's taking that and saying actually a marketing department has uh, a broad impact across the business Um, and and these are the kind of metrics that we can show value on (coughs) all the way across the the customer journey to client growth uh, improving their lifetime value to us Um, So I do think there is an element of uh, us taking responsibility and pushing back to say, actually, this is is what we'd like to report on, not always what we're kind of handed down and say, right, give us these stats. Chris, you talked about a difference
2: between stakeholder management and then really helping seed our contribution to the business across the wider business. Could you talk us through how you do that internally and where you've seen successes?
5: Well, I think, um, uh, almost to support um, Abby's point as well, we, need to, we do need to be data-driven but not, um, not driven by the data in, in, in the sense that we turn off our brains and, and just assume that Salesforce or, or a spreadsheet can uh, come up with the, with the insights uh, that we need. Um, but I think um, we, we do need to if we want to be respected as a profession and seen that marketing is a, 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 a value added contribution not a cost center, then we do need to stand up behind that with some you know with some metrics with some uh, um, you know, some quantifiable data which actually shows the contribution we are making it can't just be based entirely on I wish I hope I think. Um, so we need, to, uh, we need to be professional in what we do. and that means we need, mean, means we need trained marketers who actually understand how to develop those types of reports and those types of metrics and actively promote the, the value we add with inside the business.
2: Steve, is it just yeah. about proving ROI?
6: Well, I think accountability is key. Um, marketing does need to stand up in, in the organization with its peers and be able to confidently saying it's contributing. So for me, the question was, is it an investment or is it a cost? It's an investment. Um, I would expect a a return on that investment. Um, It varies clearly whether you're acquiring brand new customers or whether you're clearly trying to win within existing customers. But marketing does need to deliver that return on investment. Yeah, we can measure KPIs and engagement and so on. But ultimately, we need to be able to illustrate that what's been spent on us is actually giving a return and we need to be able to measure that in our funnel metrics. Um, so, yes, it's, it's an investment.
1: And while measurement becomes critical to meeting KPIs, an overlooked demographic becomes the next topic for debate for Sarah and the Roundtable.
2: I'm really delighted because one of the many topics as a CMO that I'm particularly passionate about, as I'm sure you guys are, is some of the challenges that we're now facing in the changing world of digital and a lot of the other things that are being thrown at us think as an increasing number of brands are using rich content to engage both employees and customers alike there's an ongoing debate in many organizations as to whether that engagement piece internally should sit with the CMO or within the HR department and Abby I'm going to start with you on this question because I think the one of the concepts that you have internally the sort of council of contributors i find really really interesting could you walk us through that
4: within our organization we're um we've recently been redoing the branding piece um, and instead of saying it's particularly with um, marketing or other departments uh, we're effectively building uh, almost a a team or a council as you pointed out of contributors um, from across the business so the, a lot of the work on the branding and the brand vision and the values has been obviously put into play by marketing um, and uh, HR or talents kind of as, as aligned. But then as part of the rollout and um, what the business has been doing is we've been pulling people from across the globe together to um, effectively become the ambassadors and they are from all different departments, different um, offices, different ages like, you know it's very a diverse uh, range of people. Um, but it's, we're effectively branding by com- committee, as it were, but it's a way of us making sure that we're not just giving people a brand and saying, this is your brand value, now go live it. Um, everyone's contributing, um, putting their own spin on it, and then taking it back to their own offices um, and presenting it back through their eyes, as opposed to marketing's eyes or business eyes, as it were. Thank you. Bob? Bob? You see it as
2: marketing, I believe, because it's all about common skills. Yeah. Could you elaborate on that?
3: Well, I think uh, you know, it's, it, 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 it always has been that you know, marketing is good at the orchestration of the communications. So if, uh, even with, with social media now, um, they have to, you have to have people who are good at social media or that know it's that that's their role. Um, you can't just have anyone doing it. And in the old days, we train people up to be uh, press aware, press trained, and all the rest of it. Now, with the communications, we've still got to we've still got to do that, and it has to be orchestrated, and it has to be part of a of a broader picture. The only other thing I'd say is about the uh, you know these these systems that allow people to collaborate internally. Um, and again, I think that's something that that should sit uh, with marketing too, uh, because it's 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 all about the. Uh, orchestration of the message and, and the the power it gives senior people to get their message across to the entire workforce through these systems as opposed to sending out a blanket email. It's a much better approach uh, to be able to have a real time video or something like that than is, than is getting out to a lot of people. Okay.
2: Steve, where should it sit?
6: Well, I think, first of all, clearly, brand is really a set of values. Those values need to be created by all the senior stakeholders in the business and live throughout the business. And the human resource department has a very important role in terms of helping live those brand values internally. But ultimately, we exist for our customers and to actually, a brand needs to live in the minds of our customers. So we start with what are our customers' needs and add what are the values we provide to address those needs. Now, to be close to the customer, You've got to be close to the customer, and that is what a marketing function should be. So without question, in my mind, it sits with marketing.
2: Okay. I also believe that for what it's worth. Chris, you described some of the internal employee engagement piece as being a challenge sometimes, Mm -hmm. and that it can be like pushing water uphill. How do we push it downhill?
5: Well, I think it's very much about having a shared responsibility. So I think although marketing has, um, has, a, has a very prominent role, I think it has to be a shared role. I don't think we can just take uh, on an autonomous responsibility for those internal comms. So I think particularly with the uh, executive leadership and particularly with the HR groups, we actually have to have a shared, a shared role. I think as marketers we often think about our, our role to be outward facing and customer facing uniquely. And those are very, very important. But I think we also need to do a role, a, a role of internal communication. What is the value that marketing also brings to the organisation? Um, you know, to avoid those "what do marketing do" type questions, which I think we all, we all hate. Um, and so we actually need to be very strong in communicating that and communicating the values of our brand and our programmes inside the business.
2: Are modern-day CMOs appropriately equipped? Do we think? And I'm going to start with you, if I may, Steve, to actually oversee the increasing number of skills required within our respective team.
6: So I think it's a real challenge for the skills of the CMO themselves, as well as their teams. So we are seeing significant advancements with digital technology, you know, whether it be predictive lead scoring, whether it be artificial intelligence underpinning predictive, whether it be the introduction of new technology that's all going to be voice-activated like Alexa and things like that, changing traditional browsers through to traditional things like AdWords and so on. If we aren't skilled, we aren't able to maximise performance of our suppliers or of our teams. Clearly, we don't have brains the size of planets, and therefore we need to actually have those skills around us. But it's so important that as CMOs, we stay abreast of what's actually happening and make sure that the new technology is not a gimmick, but that it actually brings real world results to the business with the aspect of accountability that we'd t- touched on just now.
2: Chris, new new levels of accountability, new technologies to learn, should we all just give up and go home now or or, or is it worth <laughs> well, sticking around to further I, our business? I don't think
5: we can wind the clock back to the uh, quotes bad old days. Um, uh, I think um, we, we need to develop the skills and capabilities to fully encompass the opportunities that these technologies bring. And going back to the point about marketing being, being a profession, I think there are actually too many people who actually have got to quite senior roles in marketing without any form of formal training. Um, I'm sure many have seen the uh, quite entertaining and combative uh, Mark Ritson uh, videos and commentary on this uh, on this recently. Um, so I think we should be bringing in young talent and um, people with marketing um, skills. We should be nurturing them and, in, and encouraging continuous development and helping them foster the skills they need to uh, to uh, develop whether the ability to support all these uh, new digital models, the new tools and so on which are coming.
2: Good, thank you. Abby. how do you see it in the ongoing debate as to how we stay abreast of latest technologies and should we stick it out or not?
4: I think it's definitely worth sticking out. I think uh, I've spoken to so many really talented marketers who, one of the things that I think a marketer naturally does best is they're a bit of a chameleon, they're a bit of a, uh, you know, they're they're adaptive. Um, And and I think that a lot of people out there are adapting to new technologies, they're adapting to new structures, they're adapting to have to pick up global. um, and, And generally, they are working their way through that you obviously have to surround yourself by a strong team um, and preferably ones where, you know, the best teams are ones where they complement each other as opposed to just being yourself five times over. Um, but I think that we're, although we're getting a lot more technology and a lot more diversification in our roles, I, I see that as an opportunity for, for people to grow, to specialise um, and to step away from the old ad um, agency world of this is a marketer in this box and actually a marketer is, is really broad now I think it's really exciting I'm very very excited about it personally
2: Bob how do we stay professional successful chameleons uh, I think
3: as uh, somebody said this, we need to become digitally curious I think it's, uh, it, it, it's instilling that kind of curiosity uh, experiment growth mindset and all that kind of thing so you've you've got to be constantly looking at this and taking respons- responsibility for your own skills um, as a as a as a twenty first century human, and also of the skill the digital marketing skills that you need to have. So it's a it's a constant uh, mindset of upgrade and, and renewal and all the rest of it at the tactical level and at the skills level. Then also at the as you as you said at the at the higher end, um, training on. The other aspects of marketing not just on the on the tools
2: yeah it's interesting because i think absolutely being digitally curious is fundamental in 2018 and beyond but i i think that we forget sometimes that curiosity is in my view the foundation of good solid marketing whether that's being curious about customer curious about the competitive landscape curious about the latest technologies. So I think we owe it to ourselves and our teams to stay curious,
1: not just digitally curious. And finally, Sarah invites the table to think about how these challenges and opportunities will shape the future of marketing. Agencies, let's talk about agencies. So we all have worked
2: with various different models of some specialist agencies, some big network agencies, worked agency side as well. The level of disruption in the agency model at the moment, not least with what's gone on in recent weeks with WPP, what does the future agency work look like? Abby? I'm going to start with you if
4: I may. Uh, yeah, I, I would say it, it very much depends on the size of company that you're working for, working with. I, I imagine that there will always be a place in in some form or other for a, a few of the larger agencies with enterprise clients that they will inherently, I think, still stay. I don't think it's the death of the agency. But you're getting a lot more smaller ones, niche ones popping up um, that I think can add the resource and the creativity um, that's sometimes needed to, to kind of more mid-market sized companies. And everyone's looking for that competitive edge now. And where you can't find that internally, you know, oftentimes people will look to, regardless of what size agency it is, just to add a different perspective Um, so whether there'll be a constant retained agency model moving forwards um, perhaps not because people want more transparency Um, but I do think that the agencies will still be there and they're just going to have to be much more transparent about costings and what's being delivered and, and you know their value. So Abby's talked a bit about whether
2: big agencies will still be around or not, I suspect they will be for some time to come. Steve, talk to us about your interest in the more flexible model of freelancers that the digital world has enabled.
6: So I think first of all, as businesses, we are clearly extremely busy with the priorities within the business. And to meet those priorities as well as stay abreast of the skills that are required is very challenging for the internal organisation to operate autonomously. So I think agencies are going to continue to play a significant role where there's specialisms that are required. You know, if you look at automation, um, if you look at account-based marketing, you often see agencies take on that specialism. And what we're seeing, to answer your specific question on freelancers, is we are starting to see, you know, you go onto Google, put freelancers, and you you, uh, like buying a bag of potatoes. I don't mean it so crudely, but it is. You literally go on to and you can actually buy resource by the hour um, and that is very very advantageous if you get the right level of skills um, to actually give you agility within the business. Because every project requires different skills and sometimes you won't have them internally so you need to have them externally. So freelancers will take the bottom end of the market I think because often they're very, very competent individuals um, but agencies need to specialise on, to provide that support to businesses
2: okay so with that freelance um, model available digitally is it skills is it cost or is it a combination of the two in your view
6: I, I, I think it's skills um, I think cost is always about value for money it's not about the lowest cost and obviously when you're going to something that's unknown you don't know what necessarily what you're going to get however the reviews are quite comprehensive so you, you, know, you could see somebody who's got three or four hundred reviews and actually say they are competent, they are good value for money, and they fulfill my project requirements for this skill set that I need at this precise moment in time, and a freelancer is perfect.
2: Chris, do you believe in the freelancer model as a challenger brand?
6: Um, I, I, I do in certain
5: cases, but the challenge we have uh, with my organisation is that we're trying to stand up a new marketing, global marketing organisation uh, for the industry vertical that I'm responsible for and uh, we have a very sophisticated product set and we have a very sophisticated audience so to just take someone off the, uh, the cab rank, shall we say, uh, they're not going to get up to speed and really be able to help us that um, much very quickly unless it's quite a generic task. So what uh, I'm trying to do is actually build up a, uh, shall we say, a roster of um, more boutique agencies, smaller organisations that can, we can develop an enduring relationship with, who get to know us well, it can be extensions of our own team and brand and culture Um, but uh, not be reliant on just one large uh, whale of an agency um, who, I'm sad to say, often become quite complacent uh, and and really more about them than about about us. So having a little bit of a competitive dynamic can also be a healthy healthy tension between the agencies. Keeps them sharp.
2: A bit of fresh thinking on both sides.
1: And there we have it.
0: Thank you to our marketing leaders for providing us with their insights and to Sarah, of course, for hosting this roundtable.
1: And thank you, listeners, for joining Hot Topics as we uncover some of the most meaningful business conversations in the industry.
0: Until the next episode, goodbye.